0: On the Virtual Bible Study tonight, we want to talk about music and worship. Controversy, uh, sort of sadly, a lot of controversy about music and worship. And one of the things that people often question us about when they find out that we're members of the Church of Christ is, why don't we have music in our worship? Our immediate response to that is that we do, but we've got to talk about what kind of music and what God authorizes. All
1: right, you want to stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. The Virtual Bible Study gets started right after this.
2: one, three, eight, one. Or by emailing your questions or comments from collegeview.com. We hope you'll take out your Bibles and study along with us as we begin an exciting study of God's Word on this edition of the Virtual Bible
1: Study. And this is the Virtual Bible Study for Thursday, June fifteenth, two 2017. Thank you for joining us on the program tonight. My name is Jacob Gwynn. My father, Greg Gwynn, is here. Hello, Dad. Jacob, great to be with you. Good to be with you. We're and Kyle up. is behind the controls tonight. Kyle, welcome to the, the program. Glad that you're here. It's good to be here. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you at 877-381-4567. seven questions at collegeview.com and also in the chat room if you're watching us at our website com. We look forward to hearing from you there on an important subject
0: tonight and uh, we encourage your participation. We uh, had lots of technical trouble. Uh, All of our regular listeners know we're about 20 minutes late starting but actually Jacob I just got this to show up on Facebook. We're on YouTube, we're on Facebook, and we're on our web page. I think we're everywhere where we want to be, but we're 20 minutes late doing it. That's okay. All right, we'll get uh, we'll get into
1: it now. But, but this, this is an important study tonight, and uh, we hope you'll stay tuned. And if you uh, listen to this and you know someone who might benefit, you can always send them the link from Facebook or YouTube or from our website, and you can uh, maybe send them a link to the podcast if you catch us on on Apple uh, Podcast or if you watch, catch us through iTunes or some other podcast receiver.
0: Uh, share that with others so that they know about the program. Jacob, earlier today to our update list, we sent out the topic that we plan to discuss for tonight. We always do that around noon on Thursday. We're a little late getting out today. Everything's been late today, but we were a little late getting out. But we, we sent out to our update list. Remind you, get on that list. If you're not, send us an email to questions at com. Just say, add me to the list. Here are the questions that we ask. Number one, list the New Testament verses that mention music, and there are about eight of them. And from all of those verses, if you take the whole total of all the verses in the New Testament that talks about music, what do we know about then who is supposed to sing, what we're supposed to be singing, why we sing, how we are to sing? And also from those verses, we would find out what the New Testament has to say about instrumental music. And so we want to to pursue that. Uh, Second question, how and when did instrumental music in worship originate? Was it? Back in the beginning, was it the start of Christianity? Was it sometime later? How did it get started and when? And then we've got, and we'll save this question to the last. We've got several objections. When we make the point, and I think everybody knows where we're coming on this point, we believe in a cappella music. We believe in singing uh, without mu- instrumental musical accompaniment. And when people find out that that's our position, they have several questions they want to ask us. We'll try to deal with those questions at the end All of the program. All
1: right. We look forward to hearing from you. 877 4567. Questions at college.com. Those are the ways you can get in touch with us anytime, by the way, if you're listening to us in the recording. We'd love to hear from you if you have questions or comments. If you disagree, especially, we want to hear from you uh, at any time. So 877 381 4567. All right. Um, it, we uh, get questions a lot about uh, our worship and uh, and how we should worship, and uh, and so it is a timely topic for us tonight
0: let me read down through this list of eight passages in the new testament that that mention music i'm just going to read them there's not that many it's not like you'd have to read you know a whole chapter in the bible or a whole book of the bible to find out this information let me just read these eight passages in the new testament that talk about music in matthew 26 verse 30 uh, as Jesus had had the the Last Supper with the with his disciples, they're, they're going out to the Mount of Olives. It says in Matthew twenty six verse thirty, when they had sung a hymn, they went out into the Mount of Olives. In Acts sixteen verse twenty five, when Paul and Silas were in the Philippian jail, uh, it says at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. In Romans fifteen verse nine. It says, "As it is written, for this cause I will confess to thee among the Gentiles and sing unto thy name." First Corinthians fourteen verse fifteen. I will sing with the spirit and I will sing with the understanding also. Ephesians five nineteen. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Colossians three sixteen. Teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual song, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Hebrews 2 verse 12, I will declare thy name unto my brethren in the midst of the church, will I sing praise unto thee. James 5 verse 13, Is any among you, merry? let him sing psalms. Well, is there reference to music then in the New Testament? Those are all the passages in the New Testament. That's music. Music in in this day and age. That's music. Uh, We know we live under the New Testament law. We'll talk more about that a little bit later because some people want to go back to the Old Testament to gain authority for using instruments but we live under the new testament law that's our law for today we've talked about that before in the virtual bible study very important consideration and sadly a lot of people don't recognize the truth about that but we live under the new testament law of christ and in the new testament every reference to music is to singing there's no reference to instrumental musical accompaniment are uh, in, in New Testament worship.
1: Now, to quibble, someone might cool and say, well, there are harps mentioned in Revelation, but that's clearly not on earth. Yeah, that, that's what angels do in heaven. We're not angels. We're not so in heaven. So our worship in the New Testament, every time we have any mention of it.
0: Oh, any mention of humans involved in music. On earth. On earth.
1: <laughs> worshiping God. It's all singing. That's the, There's no other reference. All singing. The new reference all the way back to Jesus on through, we see instructions, examples of singing, and that's it.
0: Yeah, and, and from just those verses, then we have to draw our conclusions about what our music and worship to God ought to be. And so ask the question, who is to sing? Well, every Christian is to sing. Notice especially in Ephesians 5.19 and Colossians 3.16, Speaking to yourselves in Psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. Colossians 3.16, teaching and admonishing one another in Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. I especially like Colossians 3.16. This is to be a reciprocal activity. Teaching and admonishing one another. I teach you, you teach me. Now, if I'm singing a solo, I could be teaching others through the singing of that song, but they're not teaching me. Yeah, if I was singing in a quartet, uh, the quartet could be teaching. Here's four guys teaching, but th- those who are listening are not teaching back. Mm-hmm. If I'm singing in a choir, the choir is teaching something, but those in the audience who are listening to the choir, they're not teaching back. This is a teaching and admonishing one another activity and therefore you would have to conclude that the right kind of singing is congregational singing everyone sings what do you think about that let us know your thoughts we want to hear from you again only
1: we're just going by the examples that we have and the instructions that we have in the new testament and the only instructions we can find
0: is around singing exactly now uh, the the question as to what should we be singing that's stated in those verses too we're we're teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Just this last weekend, we had a special weekend activity here at College View, in which we worked at, at length on our singing and song leading and our worship and song. And Scott Wyatt came and did a good job leading us in that effort. And he was giving us instruction. For instance, what about psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs? Well, psalms are what, what the word implies. They, they are... Uh, Music that is to the Psalms of the Old Testament, and the Jews did that, and a number of our songs in our songbooks, our hymnals, uh, are just basically a a singing of the hymn or singing of the Psalms rather, uh, almost word for word. So Psalms understandable, hymns are are songs of praise, and spiritual songs are songs that that give encouragement and instruction, and so. All of it is based there. It it all has this uh, connect, connection. God, worshiping God, praising God, teaching about God. There would be some kind of songs that wouldn't be appropriate. They're still songs. We could sing them, but... You know, I wouldn't sing a country and western song in a worship service. It doesn't have anything to do with worship. It doesn't have anything to do with God. Uh, I wouldn't sing a rock and roll song. Even I mean, all rock and roll songs, as far as I know, have musical accompaniment. But even if I could sing one a cappella, it's not about the things that we're doing in worship, and it's not appropriate. Psalm, we're supposed to sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. I actually think that some religious groups try to push that envelope, and an awful lot of what you here, characterized today as contemporary Christian music is is pretty much rock music uh, in in vail. But uh, well, we should be sing, singing psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. Why we ask the question? Why should we sing? We sing to worship God. Notice uh, that this singing, we're to, we're to sing and make melody in our hearts to the Lord, and so it's for the it's for worship. It's to the Lord. But as we also said, it's to teach and admonish one another. And then how should we sing? Well, we're to sing with the Spirit and with the understanding. 1 Corinthians fourteen fifteen. I will sing with the Spirit, I will sing with the understanding. I have to, I have to be engaged in this from the heart, yep. and I have to understand what I'm doing, and I have to be doing it with purpose and with meaning. And I think all of those are important answers, just from these simple verses that we referenced earlier, just eight verses in the New Testament that talks about what we do musically as Christians. But we get lots of information from those eight verses, and it tells us uh, who, what, why, and how we should be singing and worship to God. Philip adds another verse uh, from the chat room tonight. He adds Hebrews
1: 13, verse 15. Then, uh, through him, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. Philip adds, the fruit of lips would include singing, and as such is a sacrifice to God. Note 1 Peter 2, verse 5, uh, are and live like living stones, be yourselves built up into a spiritual house to be uh, holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus yeah, Christ.
0: Yeah, I agree, Phil. That, that, I think that would certainly tie in. only well, reason I didn't include it is because it doesn't actually mention singing. singing. Yeah, and but...
1: it, uh, guest 8196 says, yes, if we read the Psalms, then we read, if we sing the psalms then we sing them, Colossians and Ephesians do not instruct us to play the psalms. I think that's right. Thank you. All
0: right. So let's grab a quick break, Jacob, and sort of see if we can regroup here on our end. And then we'll uh, let's let's take on this question from the New Testament, then from the passages in the New Testament. What do we know about instrumental music?
1: And let us know what you know about instrumental music from the New Testament. What do you know about it? Eight seven seven three eight one four five six seven. Don't go anywhere. The verse Bible stay continues right after this.
2: After these important messages, we'll be back to take your comments. Email them during this break.
3: I'm Joel Gwynn, a member of the College View Church of Christ with something for you to think about regarding our children. A survey published in the periodical Pulpit Helps analyzed the question of faithfulness among the children of churchgoers. The results are interesting. It was found that faithfulness in kids was not a function of the size of the congregation, the number of classes and special programs sponsored by the church, the effectiveness of the youth minister. Instead, here is what was discovered. In cases where both parents were faithful and active, 93% of their children remained faithful to their religious training. When only one parent was faithful and active, the percentage dropped to 73%. When parents were only reasonably active, attended services, but that's all, their kids remained faithful only 53% of the time. And finally, when the parents attended the assemblies only infrequently, the children endured at a mere 6% level. The results of this survey are interesting, but not terribly surprising. We've known all along that people, including children, often learn more from example than from the words they hear. That's why Jesus said, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven, Matthew five sixteen. Parents, have you considered applying Jesus' concept right there in your own home? Are you letting your light shine before your kids? Survey results. Our own common sense and the Bible tells us that this is the only hope that we have to bring them up fearing God.
0: Here's some quotes worth pondering. Few of us get what we deserve, for which most of us should be thankful. Admitting that you've been wrong proves that you're wiser now than you were before. Character is not made in crisis, it's only revealed in crisis. Those who know God will be humble, and those who know themselves should never be proud. Man, wish I'd said that.
2: We're waiting to hear from you. Call in right now and join in on the virtual Bible study. Now, back to the program. We're
1: back on the program tonight as we talk about our worship. And, uh, well, what do we know about it from the New Testament? Again, we're under the New Testament dispensation. We're not going to the Old Testament for our authority. What do we do know about it in the New Testament? What we see is that it only references singing for New Testament worship today and that all are to be singing, to sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, uh, to teach and admonish one another and and so uh, those are why, how and who? and now what are we what do we uh, well, know?
0: Well, so I'm going to the New Testament because I want to find out now about worship and I want to find out how I should worship God with a harp, with a guitar, with an organ, with a trumpet. How should I worship God with a musical instrument? So That's... I'm going to go to the, I want to do the same thing we just did, go to the go to the scriptures, find out who, what, where, and how. Wait a minute. There's nothing there. There's nothing there about instruments, and no. so I couldn't find out anything about instrumental music from the New Testament because it's not mentioned there. Now, this now some would say, "Oh, you guys are just being picky. You know, you're just you're just
1: nitpicking because uh, there's nothing wrong with instrumental music." Well, here's the here's the deal. It's not nitpicky. It's very serious that we find examples and instructions in the New Testament because Romans 14 verse 25 says. For whatever is not from faith is sin. If I can't do something with a good conscience, if I can't have faith that it is what God wants me to do, if I can't know that this is what
0: God wants me to do through faith, then it's sin. And then link with that how we can act in faith. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Right. So it would have to be in the word of God. To have faith. That I could do it. By faith. And
1: if I don't do it by faith, Romans 14, 25 says it's a sin. That's why it's important. Yeah. Because my worship, well, not, a, we're not we haven't even gotten to the question about whether or not God will accept it. My worship could be sinful if I can't go to the Scripture and say, yes, this is what God wants me to do. I can read it here and have faith, and I'm doing this by faith. I know this is the way God wants me to worship. If I don't do that, it's sin. And so I've got to go to the New Testament and find out what, how they worship and the instructions for worship. Because if
0: I can't, I can't do it by faith. Exactly right. Now, that... Gets to other questions. By the way, in the chat room, Philip uh, mentions Colossians 3:17. Another do I mean? everything with authority. Yeah. If it is not in the New Testament, we can't do it with authority. All right. And then we
1: also have to ask the question: Is God going to accept my worship? My worship's not just for me. My worship's for God. I ought to do it the way He asked me to do it, the way that He wants it to be done. And I know what He wanted from the New Testament. He said to sing. I know that if I do that, He'll be happy with it. Yeah. And it goes even farther than that. You know, there's a lot of uproar in the in the religious world today about contemporary music and worship. A lot of folks don't like that. You know, the, the rock bands, the smoke yeah. generators, the lights. Yeah. On what basis are you going to say, I don't like that?
0: I want to tell you if you can have your if you can have your old timey church pipe organ. You know, oh, it's so beautiful. I had a neighbor once, and we studied this, and oh, he said just love that, hear that old organ music in the in the uh, in the big church you know, cathedral well, that's a side note but i think
1: the, those that it's getting close to idolatry those things are well, talking thousands of dollars
0: and all this ornate i mean they're all gathered around i want to tell you though if if he can have his pipe organ i can have my electric guitar and drum set yeah because is if it's only what you like then you can't exclude what one person likes and allow what another does i mean if one's good, the other's good too. What on what basis? If you don't like the contemporary music, on what basis
1: do you not like it? Because that condemns you as well if, with your piano. Yeah. And who oh, said? Well, the contemporary music. Okay. Well, what if we went to like the acid rock worship music? Oh, I don't or, like that. Or, you know what? Head,
0: head banging. I uh, no, that's not right. Well, where do you draw the line? Yeah. See, see, you see the it. guy says he's so sure it's not right, but why, on, on what, what basis? Authority?
1: Yeah. you got to go back to the Bible, yeah. and uh, you've got to have authority for all you do. Whatever
0: yeah. you do without faith is sin, Romans fourteen twenty All right, so the, where we, we asked the question, if it's not in the New Testament, then how and when did instrumental music and in worship originate? i got some quotes here that answer that. exactly. Okay, let's, let's hear them. All right. Here's a quote from E. Dixon. Uh, he's quoting M.C. Curfey's instrumental music in, in worship. Here's what these experts say. We know that instruments performed an important function in the Hebrew temple service and in the ceremonies of the Greeks. So uh, the Jews worshiping in the temple under the Old Testament law Moses used instruments, and Greek people often used instruments when they worshipped their pagan gods. But he says, at this point, however, a break was made with all previous practice, and although the lyre and flute were sometimes employed by the Greek converts, as a general rule, the use of instruments in music were condemned. Many of the church fathers, the early Christians, speaking of religion song, religious song, make no mention of instruments. Others, like Clement of Alexandria and St. Chrysostom. Refer to them only to denounce them. Alright, so there are historical references to the fact that people were denouncing
1: instrumental music in early church history.
0: Lars Qualben in A History of the Christian Church said singing formed an essential part of the Christian worship, but it was in unison and without musical accompaniment. Um, Klingman in Church History for Busy People says the earliest references to the use of the flute and harp in the second century. Well, that's 100 years too late, right? Second century. Uh, at Alexandria, Clement forbade the use of the flute on the ground that it was too worldly and substituted the harp. Ambrose is said to have introduced musical mu- uh, instrumental music in the West in the 4th century. You get the idea. It came later. In fact, there's unanimous agreement among church historians that the earliest Christians did not use instrumental music. Uh, from uh, Floyd Decker's Why I Left uh, book, uh, Pope Vitalian is related to have introduced organs into some of the churches in southern Europe about A.D. 670. That's a long time later. But the only trustworthy account is of one sent as a present by the Greek Emperor Constantine to Pepin, king of the Franks, in 775. Wow. Wow. Uh, V.E. Howard in what is the Church of Christ says in the Greek came into use. But after the 8th century, it became common in the Latin church. Notice, not, however, without opposition from the side of the monks. Oh, boy. And then this is really an interesting, I think this one really strikes home. This is from a book by a guy named Posey. The name of the book is The Baptist Church in the Lower Mississippi Valley. Well, think about that for a minute. Ba- the Baptist church in the lower Mississippi... How long have there been Baptist churches in the lower Mississippi Valley? Well, that's got to be sometime within the last 200 years, right? It wasn't, yeah. There were no Baptist churches in the lower Mississippi Valley 200 years ago. Yeah. So sometime within the last 200 years, notice what he says. For, the, for years, the Baptists fought the introduction of instrumental music into the churches. Installation of the organ brought serious difficulties in many churches. Now, get that. The Baptist, If you were to ask a Baptist today, have Baptist churches always used instrumental music? They would say, well, sure, yeah, absolutely. They don't even know their own history. Their own history says that there was big trouble in the Baptist churches. Sometime within the last two centuries, here in the United States, there was big trouble in the Baptist churches when they tried to introduce instrumental music. Take that all together, and the conclusion is instrumental music was introduced far later, Long after the church began in the first century, the, there's, as I said, unanimous agreement among church historians that the earliest Christians, and by the way, those would be the Christians who were operating under the guidance uh, of the inspired apostles and prophets, they did not use instrumental music. It was added later. That's what the ch- church history says. In fact,
1: the word a cappella is interesting. It's an Italian word. Tell it, them what it
0: means. It means in the manner or according to the style of the chapel or the church. Yeah, get that. Everybody has heard of a music. That means sing without musical accompaniment. Yeah. But where does the word come from? The word actually comes means, as you said, as in the church, singing as in the church. Singing as in the church means singing without instrumental accompaniment. Quickly, and then we'll take another break, Jacob, so we can kind of stay on schedule here and try to wrap up at the top of the hour. But here's some well-known comments from some well-known denominational uh, leaders. This is from John Calvin of course, is credited with establishing the Presbyterian Church, among others. Mm-hmm. He said, Musical instruments in the, celebra- in the celebration of praises of God would be no more suitable than the burning of incense, the lighting of lamps, and the restoration of other shadows of the law. Men who are fond of outward pomp may delight in the noise, but the simplicity which God recommends to us by the apostles is far more pleasing than when it was against instrumental music. Yeah. Here's Martin Luther, obviously founder of the Lutheran Church. Quote, an organ in the worship of God is an ensign of Baal. Uh, John Wesley, uh, founder, also a a, a well-known founder of Methodism. Quote, I have no objection to instruments of music in our chapels, provided they are neither seen nor heard. I like that one. That's a famous one. And then Charles Spurgeon, who was a famous English Baptist preacher, said, quote, I'd as soon pray to God with machinery as to sing to God with machinery. Listen to that. All right. So you get the idea that although people in our day and time think that this is a, s- a settled been question and been around forever,
1: it's not. It's, it's literally not. It's a new thing. It's a new invention, uh, and it's not mentioned in the New Testament. And that's the important thing here because we've got to do things by faith. Let's go back and get uh Kent's quick before our break. He says the usage of mechanical instruments in worship was introduced by the Roman Catholic Church in about 670 A.D. by Pope Vitalian. It was never authorized by the New Testament of Christ. He references Colossians 3.17, which we've referenced before. He also references 2 John 9 through 11. Whosoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ does not have God. you got to abide in the doctrine of Christ. What's the doctrine of Christ? What he's taught. He's taught singing. He has not taught playing. But notice this. He who abides in the doctrine of Christ has both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this doctrine, do not receive him into your house nor greet him. For he who greets him shares in his evil deeds. We've got to abide in the doctrine of Christ. Well, the only way I'm going to know what the doctrine of Christ is if I can read it. And I can't read anything about playing the piano or or the harp or the guitar
0: in my worship to God today. And so we we would conclude it must be abstained from. In the chat room, Philip says, music in and of itself is not evil. It is a matter of what does the word of God say? The verses say, sing. Where does it actually command thou must play music? Uh, where we make where we make melody is in the heart, not on an instrument. Thank you for that, Philip, and thank you, Kent, for your comments tonight. We're going to go to a break,
1: and we'll get back. We'll take your thoughts. Don't worry, the Virtual Bible Study continues right for this.
2: Now you can listen to a podcast of a recent sermon every week. Find out more at collegeview.com. There's more of the Virtual Bible Study right after these important messages.
0: This is Greg Wynn with this week's bullet point. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Ephesians 5 verse 19. In this famous text, the expression making melody comes from the Greek word "solo." Some have argued that this word in its original usage implied the use of instrumental accompaniment to the singing that occurred during the worship services of the early church. In response to this claim, consider these points. First, all authorities and commentators are in agreement that the early Christians in the first century did not use musical instruments in their worship assemblies. Therefore, those who knew the language and used it as their native tongue did not understand the meaning of the word to include the use of the instrument. Around 600 to 700 A.D., the Greek Orthodox Church split from the Roman Catholic Church, and one of the main contentions was the use of musical instruments. Those who knew the Greek language at that time did not understand solo to include the use of instruments. Interestingly, the Greek Orthodox Church continues to this day to only sing and not use instruments in their assemblies. And third, in the last several centuries, there have been dozens of English translations of the New Testament. Among all of the hundreds of scholars who translated all of those translations, none of them believed that the word solo should be translated to mean sing with instrumental accompaniment, and there is no English translation that translates the word in that form. So think of it this way. In the first century, then around 600 to 700 A.D., and also in this modern day, Those who knew and know the Greek language the best have never believed or taught that the word solo should be translated to include the idea of instrumental accompaniment. That's this week's bullet point. Think about it. My name is Alex Dvorak reminding you to listen to the virtual Bible study every Thursday night at 8 o'clock Central Time. And whatsoever ye
2: do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Colossians three seventeen. Now, back to the program.
1: We're back on the program tonight. Remind you, this program is brought to you by the College View Church of Christ in Columbia, Tennessee. Find out more about us by visiting our website. It is thevirtualbiblestudy.com. And we encourage you to contact us at any time. Questions at com is the email address to use. We'd love to hear from you. Talking about music on the worship, on uh, music in our worship on the program tonight, and what do the Bible say about that? You know, some might say, "Well, you just don't like instrumental music. You got some kind of,
0: you got some kind of axe to grind with instrumental music." Yeah, I think that. that well, let's talk about that because some, because that's one of the objections people raise. Is the reason they want to have it is because they like it. We'll talk about that in a minute, but let's talk, let's talk about some others first. Here's one we hear all the time when we when we try to explain to people. Instrumental music in the worship of God is not authorized in the New Testament. One of the questions, or one of the responses we almost always get is, well, the Bible doesn't say not to play instruments. How would how would we answer that? No, the Bible
1: doesn't say not to, well, sing and uh, juggle chainsaws while you do it. We yeah. don't do
0: that. Yeah, exactly right. It doesn't have to tell us what not to do when it tells us what we should do. Then that's understood that it's ex, it's exclusive and it, it it eliminates other possibilities. If if I told if if, if I gave somebody Kyle if I gave you ten dollars and I said go to the store and buy me a gallon of milk and a loaf of bread, I didn't have to list everything else in the store and say now don't buy lettuce don't buy pickles don't buy ketchup don't buy hot dogs don't buy i don't have to go through a, a whole catalog listing of every other thing in the, in the grocery store and tell you not to buy that when i told you what i wanted i excluded what everything else that's common communications uh methodology we use it every day and that's all god had to do when he told us what he wanted it eliminated everything mean, that is such an easy answer uh, um, Kent, in his email, says the Bible is not required to explicitly condemn something before it is sinful. There's no authority for a doctrine or practice and such is sinful. There you go. So uh, that's, that's the answer. I mean, I that's, a, that's, that's a common common response we get from people. But the answer to it is really easy. Romans 14.25, again,
1: demands positive authority. Not just you didn't say not to. Demands positive authority. i got to have faith in order to do this. And I get that faith from the Word of God. I've got to have positive authority. You know, we wouldn't do that in any other, any other area of our lives.
0: We wouldn't do it in any other area of worship either. What if someone suggested at the Lord's Supper, let's we'll, we'll, keep the, we'll keep the unleavened bread and the fruit of the vine, but let's add jelly to the bread Yeah. or peanut butter and jelly. I like peanut butter and jelly. Let's add peanut butter and jelly. Oh, not, well, we're still doing the bread, and it doesn't say not to use yeah. the other. They would argue, they would make the same argument we're making about music when it comes to additions to the Lord's Supper. And
1: so we've got to be consistent. Yeah, and be logical. And it's simply illogical to say it doesn't say not to
0: play instruments, so I'm going to. Yeah. All right. All right. A second comment we get a lot when people find out that we're saying the New Testament does not authorize instrumental music and worship to God is the response people will say, well, they used instruments in the Old Testament. Uh Now, first answer to that is, yes, they did. Uh, I've I've heard some people try to quibble that point before, but I'm not willing to make that quibble because I I think there's some pretty plain statements in the Old Testament. For instance, Psalm 43, verse 4, uh, Then will I go unto the altar of my God, unto God my exceeding joy. Yea, upon the harp I will praise thee, O God, my God. Uh, lots of statements like that in the old testament and so i don't think there's any arguing that they did use instruments as part of their worship in the old testament i think historians bear that out we quoted one earlier who said that was the case of the hebrews in their temple service to use instruments but we're not authorizing our religious practice today from the old testament that's the key again those are that's a principle that we've talked about a lot on the virtual bible study but it's so important to understand it is if you go back to the
1: old testament for your authority then you're opening up a whole can of worms Galatians 3 24 25 therefore the law was our tutor to bring us to Christ so we might be justified by faith but after faith has come we are no longer under a tutor so we're not under that old testament law anymore and uh, Colossians chapter 2 would tell us that as well uh, that we 're not uh, to be bound by the old testament it 's no longer our authority, and so uh
0: because they did it in the Old Testament, it just simply doesn 't provide you the exactly right. they did other things you know uh, so i 'm going to sunday i 'm going to bring a lamb to church and i 'm going to kill it up in front of everybody and burn it right in front of everybody. people will go what you can 't do that can well, they did it in the Old Testament. You know, so if we're going to authorize things from the Old Testament, you, you can't pick and choose what you want from the Old Testament. Uh, uh, in fact, in James chapter two, James says that if we take part, we have to take it all. And I, there's a lot of things about the Old Testament we 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 um, we don't want. James two verse ten: Whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. Um, so. Um, we we can't pick and choose.
1: What about, you know, we can
0: go back and look at
1: them uh, doing the instruments in the Old Testament. What about dancing? Can we have some interpretive dance, maybe some ballet while we're playing our instruments? You know, they did it in the Old Testament. Psalm 149, verse 3, Then let them praise his name and dance. Let them sing praises to him with the timbrel and harp. Can we? Well, there's... Uh, you, know, oh, you sister While well, Sister Smith's up there on the piano, can... Uh, Can
0: Bob and Sally start dancing? Well, you you could as well as you could use the instrument. Why not? Because it's authorized. Oh, well, we wouldn't do that. That's too far. Well, okay. Um, In the chat room, guest 8196 uh, references 2 John 1, verse 6. This is love that we walk in obedience to his commands. As you have heard uh, from the beginning, his command is that you walk in love. Um, and, and then he goes on to say there's no command for instruments in the churches. And I think, as he said, right, the question is, do we love him enough to give up something we really like?
2: There uh, you go.
0: That, that's the question. There you go. Okay, real quickly, I've had people say, but I know that you listen to instruments of music in your home. How can you listen at home and not church? Well, there's a lot of things I do at home that I don't do at church. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things I do at home that I don't do when we come together to worship God. Right. Uh, you could write a list as long as your arm. Uh, Kick the cat. Yeah uh yeah, well, might not that, uh, <laughs> but but the point of uh, the the point here is, we're worshiping God. And by the way, I would make the point, and if any, we won't have time to develop. But but I would argue that if if we're singing praises to God at home, it ought to be without musical accompaniment too, yeah. because right. that's how He wants to be praised. That's what's he, that's what He told us. Because actually, those of those eight verses that we read, they weren't All corporate worship. They weren't really specifically about corporate worship. Uh, Necessarily. Not all of them. Yeah, not all of them, for sure. Uh, Another uh, objection someone raises they say the instrument is simply an aid to our singing, like a songbook or a tuning fork or a pitch pipe. What about that? Uh, Well, when I use a songbook, I'm still just singing. That songbook is an aid, but it aids me in singing. That's what I'm doing. and even if the song leader blows a pitch pipe to set the, the 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 starting tone for the song, what are we doing? He's not sitting there twisting that thing around on his mouth like a harmonic and playing it while we sing. That's just to aid us in singing as best we can. They are truly aids: a songbook, a pitchfork, a tuning pipe. Uh, those are those are all just aids, but an instrument. Is not just an aid because when you play the instrument, you're doing more than just singing. You're singing yeah. and playing. Yeah. And in fact, I think that the, what really proves that that's a faulty argument is that in most denominational religious services, there there are instrumental solos where nobody's singing and just the instrument is playing. Well, what's that? That's yeah. not aiding anything for yeah. sure. Yeah. So I think the argument that it's an aid fails. People say, but I just like it. I just like it. And the, and the reason why you and you said this earlier, Jake, the reason why you guys don't do it is because yeah, you, you just don't got a like thing it. Against it. You don't like yeah, it. I like it. And you you're tone like. deaf or something, and you don't like it. That's actually not true. I actually do like it. And I think if I had my druthers, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'd go off. I'd go for the full scale band. What
1: about you, Kyle? Would you would you go for? I mean, just on human preferences.
0: I guess I probably wouldn't. You Actually, wouldn't. Would,
1: you would. wouldn't. Oh yeah. Okay. 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 Like no, Steve, Steve, would you, you would you go for the f- like yeah, He likes it, see? No. And I mean and hey, you wouldn't be able to hear me as much if the music was drowning me out. That'd be well, to- I want to
0: tell you now and I don't I purposely don't watch or listen to it uh, but I have enough just to know what's going on this contemporary Christian music. I like that stuff. Yeah. Um, just from the standpoint of music. It sounds good. Yeah. And so you can't tell me that I'm excluding it because I don't like it. I actually like it. But again, it goes to the points we made. What does God authorize? And as guest uh, 8196 said, uh, who are we trying to please here? And do we love God enough to forego what we like in favor of what he authorized? All right. Uh, And then finally, and we're just all but out of time. If you listened to the bullet point tonight, you got the answer to this question. The Greek word "solo," and and in, uh, for instance in Ephesians five nineteen, the in the King James versions is translated singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. The, the the phrase "making melody" comes from the Greek word "solo," and there are people who tried to make a very conscious argument that that word "solo" in its original meaning included the use of instruments while you sing. Well that, that argument fails on lots of counts because it, the the passage actually say making it says making melody in your heart. That's where you make the melody. Uh, and so the making melody, it tells us where to do it. It's in the heart. You don't you don't play an instrument in your heart. But actually that word In New New Testament, first century usage did not mean that. Now, you might find reference to it later where it came to incorporate that meaning, but it did not mean it in first century times when the church began. And in in our bullet point, I won't go through all that again, but think about it. Those first century Christians spoke that language as their native tongue. If it meant you should play instruments to accompany your singing, and they knew it because that was their native tongue, and why weren't they doing why it why weren't they doing it they don't they didn't do it All church historians say they didn 't do it and if it said, if that's what it
1: meant, then that was the command it wasn 't yeah. an option exactly, and they, they weren 't doing and it, and they weren't doing it
0: yeah there you and, go. and and then uh, again, the Greek church split from the Roman Catholic Church about seven hundred years later, and one of the contentions was instrumental music and the Greek church think of the, the Greek church, the ones who knew the language they didn 't play the instrument. And then in, our, in, in these later times, in the last couple centuries, there have been dozens of English translations of the New Testament made from Greek to English. Hundreds of Greek scholars have worked on that. And there's not a single English translation of the Bible that translates solo as play musical accompaniment on an instrument. All of those experts, all those Greek scholars did not believe that the word meant that. And so anybody today who tries to act like they know all about the Greek and they're going to tell us what the word "solo" means and it justifies the using of instruments in musical uh, uh, worship, they're just wrong about that. They don't know what they're talking about. And the people who do know what it means never believed that. And uh, let's see what Kent says
1: about that. He says there's no lexical evidence from the Koine New Testament Greek lexicons that musical mechanical instruments... Uh, instrumental music, and hears in the verb, solo, or noun, salmos. While it is true that one of the definitions of solo means to twitch, twang, or pluck, the object of the verb is never part of the definition of the term. The object that is to be twitched, twanged, or plucked is determined by the context wherein the term is used. In the context of Ephesians 5.19 and Colossians 3.16, the object is the human heart, not a mechanical instrument of music. If the mechanical instrument in, inheres in solo, then it would be required as a command of God. It would not be an aid. Not only that, it would be necessary to have the same amount of m- m- mechanical instruments in the worship assembly as you would have singers. It also is. is because also, it would be
0: commanded of everybody.
1: Okay, it is also interesting to note that those who call for playing of an instrument in the singing of a psalm do not call for the use of mechanical instrumental music in the reading of a psalm. They cannot have it both ways. Thank you, for Kent, for that. Yeah. And we've missed some of Kent's other responses. Let's go back and get them quickly. The Bible doesn't say not to play instruments. He says the Bible is not required to explicitly condemn something before it is sinful. There's no authority for a doctrine or practice. If there's no authority for a doctrine or practice such as sinful, Colossians 3.17, 2 John 9-11. through 11. Uh, Verse uh, number 2, they used instruments of uh, in the worship to God in the Old Testament. He says we're not amenable to the Old Testament today, Colossians 2.14. And C, here we go. You listen to instruments in your home. Why not in the church? Things that are morally right in the home and in secular activity, however, they are not religiously authorized for no, worship I, unto obviously, God.
0: Obviously, obviously. Yeah. But
1: again, I would ask, I, I'd ask Kent to look at the verses that are discussing music. Again, we don't have we don't have positive authority for instrumental music in our personal lives either for worship well, to God we're praising God. Exactly. But we do have positive authority for singing. I'd reference something like James chapter 3.15 for that, and I'd say that'd be exclusive then. If he specified that in our personal lives, uh, then uh, we would not be at liberty to add other things. Something for us to think about. And then he said uh, the instrument is simply an aid. Well, instrument, instrumental music in worship, he says, is not an aid. It's an addition that produced an unauthorized different type of music. And what about this idea? I just like it. He says, just because one likes to hear instrumental music does not mean that God has authorized such in worship. Our worship must be regulated by New Testament authority, not subjective likes. You start using the likes. I like it. I'm going to have it. It Don't stop anywhere. Katie, bar the door. I like those juggling chainsaws and swallowing fire and worship to God. I like it. It must be okay.
0: All right. What about it? We're out of time. Uh, apologies to all of our regular listeners for our technical problems that got us a, a late start tonight. Hopefully, we'll have that all ironed out next time and no issues. We're in a shorter format tonight yeah. uh, by about
1: 15 minutes. Is that a better format? If you've listened all the way through and you like it better, send us an email, tell us to cut out 15 minutes of the program. Might be something we want to do. Okay. All right. Or if you missed the 15 minutes, you think we need that? We need the, the whole hour. Let us know. We're gonna take. We're gonna go out at this. And look forward to having a little bit better technical success next time. Kyle, it wasn't your fault tonight. You did a good job, but uh, it was beyond your control.
3: It was always good. So we get out there, and it's always good, though.
1: So. Yeah, thanks for helping us out. Dad, thank you for your time tonight. Thanks, Jacob. Now, we hope you make plans to be back here this time next week for another edition of the Virtual Bible Study. In the meantime, we encourage you to put God first in your life. Study his inspired by the Bible and live by it every day. You'll never regret it.